Act Three, The Tempest, by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Tempest, Act Three, Scene One, Before Prospero's Cell. Enter Ferdinand bearing a log. There be some sports are painful, and their labor delight in them sets off. Some kinds of baseness are nobly undergone, and most poor matters point to rich ends. This my mean task would be as heavy to me as odious, but the mistress which I serve quickens what's dead, and makes my labors pleasures. Oh, she is ten times more gentle than her father's crabbed, and he's composed of harshness. I must remove some thousands of these logs and pile them up upon a sore injunction. My sweet mistress weeps when she sees me work, and says such baseness had never like executor. I forget. But these sweet thoughts do refresh my labors, most busy, least when I do it. Enter Miranda, and Prospero at a distance, unseen. Alas, now pray you, work not so hard. I would the lightning had burnt up those logs that you are enjoined to pile. Pray, set it down, and rest you. When this burns, twill weep for having wearied you. My father is hard at study. Pray now, rest yourself. He's safe for these three hours. O oh, most dear mistress, the sun will set before I shall discharge what I must strive to do. If you'll sit down, I'll bear your logs the while. Pray, give me that. I'll carry it to the pile. No, precious creature, I had rather crack my sinews, break my back, than you should such dishonor undergo while I sit lazy by. It would become me as well as it does you, and I should do it with much more ease, for my good will is to it, and yours it is against. Poor worm, thou art infected. This visitation shows it. You look wearily. No, noble mistress, tis fresh morning with me when you are by at night. I do beseech you, chiefly that I might set it in my prayers. What is your name? Miranda. Oh, my father, I have broke your hest to say so. Admired Miranda. Indeed, the top of admiration, worth what's dearest to the world. Full many a lady I have eyed with best regard. And many a time the harmony of their tongues hath into bondage brought my too diligent ear. For several virtues have I liked several women. Never any with so full soul, but some defect in her did quarrel with the noblest grace she owed, and put it to the foil. But you, oh you, so perfect and so peerless, are created of every creature's best. I do not know one of my sex, no woman's face remember save from my glass mine own nor have i seen more that i may call men than you good friend and my dear father how features are abroad i am skillless of but by my modesty the jewel in my dower i would not wish any companion in the world but you nor can imagination form a shape besides yourself to like of but i prattle something too wildly and my father's precepts i therein do forget I am in my condition a prince, Miranda. I do think a king. I would not so. And would no more endure this wooden slavery than to offer the flesh fly blow my mouth. Hear my soul speak, 
the very instant that i saw you did my heart fly to your service there resides to make me slave to it and for your sake am i this patient logman do you love me o heaven o earth bear witness to this sound and crown what i profess with kind event if i speak true if hollowly invert what best is boded me to mischief i beyond all limit what else in the world do love prize honour you i am a fool to weep at what i am glad of fair encounter of two most rare affections heaven's rain grace on that which breeds between em wherefore weep you at mine unworthiness that dare not offer what i desire to give and much less take what i shall die to want but this is trifling and all the more it seeks to hide itself the bigger bulk it shows hence bashful cunning and prompt me plain and holy innocence i am your wife if you will marry me if not i'll die your maid to be your fellow you may deny me but i'll be your servant whether you will or no my mistress dearest and i thus humble ever my husband then ay with a heart as willing as bondage e'er of freedom here's my hand and mine with my heart and and now farewell till half an hour hence a thousand thousand exuant ferdinand and miranda severally so glad of this as they i cannot be who are surprised withal but my rejoicing at nothing can be more i'll to my book for yet ere supper-time must i perform much business appertaining exit scene two another part of the island enter caliban stefano and trinculo tell not me when the butt is out we will drink water not a drop before therefore bear up and boredom servant monster drink to me uh, servant monster the folly of this island <laughs> They say there's but five upon this isle, we are three of them. If the other two be brained like us, the state totters. Drink, servant monster, when I bid thee. Thy eyes are almost set in thy head. Where should they be set else? He were a brave monster indeed, if they were set in his tail. My man-monster hath drowned his tongue in sack. For my part the sea cannot drown me. I swam, ere I could recover the shore, five and thirty leagues off and on. By this light thou shalt be my lieutenant, monster, or my standard. Your lieutenant, if you list, he's no standard. We'll not run, monsieur monster. Nor go neither, but you'll lie like dogs, and yet say nothing neither. Mooncalf, speak once in thy life, if thou beest a good mooncalf. How does thy honour? Let me lick thy shoe. I'll not serve him, he is not valiant. Thou liest, most ignorant monster. I am in case to justle a constable. Why, thou debauched fish, thou! Was there ever a man a coward that hath drunk so much sack as I to-day? Will thou tell a monstrous lie, being but half a fish and half a monster? Lord, how he mocks me! Wilt thou let him, my lord? Lord, quoth he, that a monster should be such a natural. Law, law again! Bite him to death, I prithee! Trinculo, keep a good tongue in your head. If you prove a mutineer, the next tree. The poor monster's my subject, and he shall not suffer indignity. I thank my noble lord. 
Wilt thou be pleased to hearken once again to the suit I made to thee? Mary, will I? Kneel and repeat it. I will stand, and so shall Trinculo. Enter Ariel, invisible. As I told thee before, I am subject to a tyrant, a sorcerer, that by his cunning hath cheated me of the island. Thou liest. Thou liest, thou jesting monkey, thou! Why would my valiant master would destroy thee? I do not lie. Trinculo, if you trouble him any more in's tale, by this hand I will supplant some of your teeth. Why, I said nothing. Mum, then, and no more. Proceed. I say, by sorcery he got this isle. From me he got it. If thy greatness will revenge it on him, for I know thou darest, but this thing dare not. That's most certain. Thou shalt be lord of it, and I'll serve thee. How now shall this be compassed? Canst thou bring me to the party? Yea, yea, my lord. I'll yield him thee asleep, where thou mayst knock a nail into his head. Thou liest, thou canst not. What a pardoning is this? Thou scurvy patch! I do beseech thy greatness, give him blows, and take his bottle from him. When that's gone he shall drink naught but brine, for I'll not show him where the quick freshes are. Trinculo, run into no further danger. Interrupt the monster one word further, and by this hand I'll turn my mercy out of doors and make a stock fish of thee. Why? What did I... I did nothing. I'll go farther off. Didst thou not say he lied? Thou liest. Do I so? Take thou that. Beats him. As you like this, give me the lie another time. Oh, I did not give the lie. Out of your wits and hearing too. A pox of your bottle, this can sack and drinking do. A moraine on your monster, and the devil take your fingers. Ha ha ha! Now forward with your tail. Prithee, stand farther off. Beat him enough. After a little time, I'll beat him too. Stand farther. Come, proceed. Why, as I told thee, tis a custom with him it'th afternoon to sleep. There thou mayst brain him. Having first seized his books, or with a log batter his skull, or paunch him with a stake, or cut his weasand with thy knife, remember first to possess his books, for without them he's but a sot, as I am, nor hath not one spirit to command. They all do hate him as rootedly as I. Burn but his books. He has brave utensils, for so he calls them, which, when he has a house, he'll deck withal. And that most deeply to consider is the beauty of his daughter. He himself calls her a nonpareil. I never saw a woman, but only Sycorax my dam and she. But she as far surpasseth Sycorax, as greatest does least. Is it so brave a lass? Aye, lord, she will become thy bed, I warrant and bring thee forth brave brood. Monster, I will kill this man. His daughter and I will be king and queen, save our graces, and Trinculo and thyself shall be viceroys. Dost thou like the plot, Trinculo? Uh, excellent. Give me thy hand. I am sorry I beat thee, but while thou livest, keep a good tongue in thy head. Within this half hour will he be asleep. Wilt thou destroy him then? Aye, on mine honour. This will I tell my master. Thou makest me merry. I am full of pleasure. Let us be jocund. Will you troll the cat you taught me but while e'er? 
At thy request, monster, I will do reason, any reason. Come on, Trinculo, let us sing. Sings. Flout em and scout em and scout em and flout em. Thought is free. That's not the tune. Ariel plays the tune on a tabor and pipe. What is this same? Shh. This is the tune of our catch, played by the picture of nobody. If thou beest a man, show thyself in thy likeness. If thou beest a devil, take it as thou list. Oh, forgive me of my sins. He that dies pays all debts. I defy thee. Mercy upon us. Art thou afeard? No, monster, not I. Be not afeard. The isle is full of noises, sounds and sweet airs that give delight and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twangling instruments will hum about mine ears, and sometimes voices that if I then had waked after long sleep will make me sleep again. And then, in dreaming, the clouds, methought, would open and show riches ready to drop upon me, that when I waked, I cried to dream again. This will prove a brave kingdom to me, where I shall have my music for nothing. When Prospero is destroyed. That shall be by and by. I remember the story. The sound is going away. Let's follow it, and after do our work. Lead, monster, we'll follow. I would I could see this taborer. He lays it on. Wilt come. Uh, I'll follow Stefano. Exit. Scene 3. Another part of the island. Enter Alonso, Sebastian, Antonio, Gonzalo, Adrian, Francisco, and others. By our lack, and I can go no further, sir. My old bones ache. Here's a maze trod indeed through forthrights and meanders. By your patience, I needs must rest me. O oh, Lord, I cannot blame thee, who am myself attached with weariness to the dulling of my spirits. Sit down and rest. Even here I will put off my hope and keep it no longer for my flatterer. He is drowned, whom thus we stray to find and the sea mocks our frustrate search on land. Well, let him go. Aside to Sebastian. I am right glad that he's so out of hope. Do not, for one repulse, forego the purpose that you resolve to effect. Aside to Antonio. The next advantage we will take it throughly. Aside to Sebastian. Let it be to-night. For now they are oppressed with travel, they will not, nor cannot, Use such vigilance as when they are fresh. Aside to Antonio. I say, to-night, no more. Solemn and strange music. What harmony is this? My good friends, hark! Marvellous sweet music. Enter Prospero, above, invisible. Enter several strange shapes, bringing in a banquet. They dance about it with gentle actions of salutation and, inviting the king, etc., to eat, they depart. Give us kind keepers, heavens! What were these? A living drollery. Now I will believe that there are unicorns, that in Arabia there is one tree, the phoenix throne, one phoenix at this hour reigning there. I'll believe both. And what does else want credit? Come to me, and I'll be sworn tis true. Travellers ne'er did lie. Though fools at home condemn them, 
If in Naples I should report this now, would they believe me? If I should say I saw such islanders, for certes these are people of the island, who, though they are of monstrous shape, yet, note, their manners are more gentle kind than of our human generation you shall find many, nay, almost any. Aside, Honest lord, thou hast said well, for some of you there present are worse than devils. I cannot too much muse, such shape, such gesture, and such sound, expressing, although they want the use of tongue, a kind of excellent dumb discourse. Aside, praise in departing. They vanished, strangely. No matter, since they have left their vines behind, for we have stomachs. Would please you taste of what is here? Not I. Faith, sir, you need not fear. When we were boys, who would believe that there were mountaineers dew-lapped like bulls, whose throats had hanging at them wallets of flesh, or that there were such men whose heads stood in their breasts, which now we find each putter out of five for one will bring us good warrant of? I will stand to and feed, although my last. No matter, since I feel the best is past. Brother, my lord the duke, Stand to and do as we. Thunder and lightning. Enter Ariel, like a harpy, claps his wings upon the table, and, with a quaint device, the banquet vanishes. You are three men of sin, whom destiny, that hath to instrument this lower world and what is in it, the never-surfeited sea hath caused to belch up you, and on this island, where man doth not inhabit, you mongst men being most unfit to live. I have made you mad, and even with such like valour men hang and drown their proper selves. Alonzo, Sebastian, etc., draw their swords. You fools! I and my fellows are ministers of fate. The elements of whom your swords are tempered may as well wound the loud winds, or with bemocked-at stabs kill the still-closing waters, as diminish one dowel that's in my plume. My fellow ministers are like invulnerable. If you could hurt, your swords are now too massy for your strengths, and will not be uplifted. But remember, for that's my business to you, that you three from Milan did supplant good Prospero, exposed unto the sea which hath requited him and his innocent child, for which foul deed the powers delaying, not forgetting, have incensed the seas and shores, yea, all the creatures against your peace. Thee of thy son, Alonzo, they have bereft, and do pronounce by me lingering perdition, worse than any death can be at once, shall step by step attend you and your ways, whose wraths to guard you from, which here in this most desolate isle else falls upon your heads, is nothing but heart-sorrow, and a clear life ensuing. He vanishes in thunder. Then, to soft music, enter the shapes again, and dance, with mocks and mouths, and carrying out the table. Bravely the figure of this harpy hast thou performed, my Ariel, a grace it had devouring. Of my instruction hast thou nothing baited in what thou hadst to say. So, with good life and observation strange, my meaner ministers their several kinds have done. My high charms work, and these mine enemies are all knit up in their distractions. They now are in my power. And in these fits I leave them, while I visit young Ferdinand, whom they suppose is drowned, and his and mine loved darling. Exit above. 
In the name of something holy, sir, why stand you in this strange stare? Oh, it is monstrous, monstrous! Methought the billows spoke and told me of it. The winds did sing it to me, and the thunder, that deep and dreadful organ-pipe, pronounced the name of Prosper. It did base my trespass. Therefore my son in those is bedded, and I'll seek him deeper than e'er plummet sounded, and with him there lie muddied. Exit. But one fiend at a time, I'll fight their legions o'er. I'll be thy second. Exuant Sebastian and Antonio. All three of them are desperate. Their great guilt like poison given to work a great time after, now gins to bite the spirits. I do beseech you that are of suppler joints, follow them swiftly, and hinder them from what this ecstasy may now provoke them to. Follow, I pray you. End of Act Three.